Hello, you're listening to Overwhelm is Optional. Okay, so on this episode, I'm really, really, really excited to have Paula Warman, who is a business specialist and sales and growth strategist. She specializes in helping landscapers, garden designers, and other business owners in the landscaping industry, which she's going to talk to you about in a minute, especially her lovely new, newish business, the Landscaper Circle, which is really supportive of landscapers and how to grow their business. So I'm really, really excited because I admire Paula immensely. She is tough, savvy, she's funny, she's managing incredible things. She runs three businesses while raising two children and still manages to take her dogs swimming. (laughs) Welcome, Paula. Hello. (laughs) What an intro. And I do, oh. yes, still still manage to swim. <laughs> <laughs> the vet told me yesterday that I need to take my dog swimming and immediately I thought of you. Yes, it's, yeah. the, it's a winning combination, it's that. Winning. <laughs> right, so if you just want to tell us a bit about yourself, so how on earth do you manage to cope with running three businesses at home while raising two children and the dog swimming and the rest? How are you, on earth are you holding all this together? With a lot of help from the wonderful Heidi. Um, thankfully, she came into my life at a point where it was perfect and called for and what really needed. So, yes, I have a lot of help and support from Heidi and the work I do with Heidi. But, yes, um, I'm not really coping with everything quite so well. I am secretly surfing you know, the edge of breakdown, it feels all the time and feeling very overwhelmed because yes, I have three businesses, two children, two dogs and a house that is half renovated. Um, so it's, yeah, it's interesting, but I wouldn't, in one way, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's not me. I think that I, I am that kind of person that likes to be busy, that likes a challenge, that won't give up. But sometimes I do wish I'd just chosen an easy life, <laughs> an easy route where the overwhelm wouldn't quite be so, so, so bad, um, particularly in times like now with, with the lockdown just over and stuff. So, mm. yeah. So can you tell us a bit more about your own personal experience of overwhelm? What does it feel like? Is it the same yeah. as mine? Okay, so I think um, I did start with only running one business initially, my landscaping business. And with that, it was fairly, I didn't have any kids at the time when this started sort of 10 years ago. So um, I never, my first foray into overwhelm was when I, um, when I was a sales manager and I started having panic attacks um, just because of the pure overworking. This is how I sort of fell into the landscape. My husband had a landscaping company. He asked me to come on board. It meant I could work from home. Um, none of the travel, which used to make me extremely anxious um, with the panic attacks and also where you were driving constantly to hit sales targets every month. Again, a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic. Um, and so that was why I chose the landscaping company. 
Um, that was going swimmingly. And then, of course, you add children into the mix. And then um, we nearly went bust with the landscaping company a couple of years ago before I had my second child. And then coming out with that and then having to rebuild from the start with two children. And, yeah, decide to add some other businesses into the mix just purely because I didn't want to feel that way again that I'd kind of failed so I wanted to make a positive out of what could have been a really negative experience so that's how the landscaper circle was born because I want to share my experience with other landscapers and help them grow and I know a bit about sales and I know a bit about running a landscaping business I've been doing it for 10 years so that's kind of how I've morphed from being overwhelmed to, to not to then creating another set of overwhelming issues um, through wanting to help others, wanting to serve others. And then, of course, when lockdown came, um, we decided to pivot and open an online shop just, pro- just before lockdown, so literally a month before, which was, again, a great thing because everyone started buying online and everyone was looking at their gardens because we sell paving online. Um, everything ties quite, quite nicely together. But that just adds to the, the task list every day. So now instead of two businesses, it's, it's now three. And I think the feeling of overwhelm for me is I feel like I'm never present in any one thing I do. So I'm never fully present with my family, my husband, my work, the dogs. Um, and you have that feeling where you want to be better at everything. So I want to be better at business, a better wife, a better mother, a better dog mother. Um, I want my house to look perfect. I want the body to look perfect. There's a lot of self pressure, I suppose, that yeah. I put on myself anyway, naturally. I always have. And then you add into the mix that <clears throat> lockdown happened with two children that then needed to be homeschooled. The overwhelm just grew because I am no teacher. I didn't want to be a teacher. I certainly am not a very good teacher. <laughs> and trying to homeschool and be a good mum and be present and try and run the businesses and try and get a business off the ground that had only was just a fledgling business. Um, it's kind of created this where your brain feels quite foggy. Yeah. And you're trying to slice through it to know what should be done. And I just feel at the moment that I feel like I can't work on anything that's going to generate the business going a massive leap forward feel like I'm always firefighting so dealing with the issues as they come in um, just trying to get through the to-do list but not really having anything of any substance on the to-do list that I, I can focus my time on to get done so that's kind of what overwhelm is for me and feeling like I spend all day looking at a laptop but not really achieving much with the day yeah so probably a lot of mums will understand because they're probably at the moment trying to fit and work around homeschool and look at childcare um and then ahead is eight weeks of school holidays to do exactly <laughs> the same you still want all of your business to be successful even though actually the past few months have been really really tough so can you tell us a bit more about um what would a successful day actually look like for you in the midst of this chaos so we often feel that if only lockdown hadn't happened or if only i didn't have to do this 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 you know if only i had less on my plate if i could change external circumstances everything would be easier now while that might be true there's nothing we can do a lot of the time so if you if you wanted to describe like a successful day for you how would a successful day in the middle of this chaos feel to you what would you want 
I would just like clear clear boundaries, I suppose. So when there's work time, there's there's a chunk of work being done. Doesn't matter if it's one hour or ten minutes. Just you know, a bit of focus time on work, so I can say that's that's ticked off, and then spend the time with the kids doing learning and playing and going out for for walks with said dogs and just being able not to switch off i think another thing is i'd love to, to like give up the phone because the phone is the thing that interrupts your day all the time so you could be having a lovely time having a picnic or walking and then you'll get phone call after phone call so you're not really present you're then pulled back into what's going on in one of the businesses and then all you know is I need to remember that when I get home and then I have to get home, get on the laptop and start sorting stuff out. So then again, your my attention is taken away. So really having really clear boundaries, having, you know, help with dealing with some of the, the businesses would be good. Um, yeah, just, just more focused time, I think. If I could say, you know, I work nine till one, that's it, mm. you know, but you have that set time and then the rest of the time you don't deal with anything in work but having your own business is very very hard to ever switch off and I think that that's another that's why you signed up to it because you're building something for yourself and your family and you're trying to make a better life for yourself and your family but it's also a downfall because you never quite get out of get out of the business you never quite put it away so I, I always feel Sometimes envious people have a job because they come home from work and they park that job and they can get on with their life and they're present with their family. When you own your own business, even when you come home, you're still thinking about the business and things like that. So, yeah, more focus time, more clear boundaries. Yeah, I was going to ask you about, obviously, you're an entrepreneur. You know a lot of entrepreneurs. You work with business owners. And I really wanted to ask you to talk about... Um, what you feel is that is some of the pressures um, in terms of overwhelm for female entrepreneurs. So I recognise that there's quite a few women who are starting to reject um, the normal, trying to you know go out to work and raise children and dealing with the pressures of organisations which really aren't set up for them. You know, for passionate, for passionate conscientious women who who have a lot of ideas and want the world to be better want the world to be kinder and who tend to therefore get overwhelmed just because they want to do so much with their lives it kind of feels like the world isn't as kind as it should be so I've started to recognize that there's quite a few women who are quitting their jobs and starting to move into entrepreneurship and I think the beginning of the journey is very exciting. It feels like, yes, I'm doing this for myself. I'm going to have some control. I'm going to be able to set up my life so I won't feel overwhelmed and exhausted. Can you just talk a little bit more about your feelings about that, what things are really like for entrepreneurs? Um, so, yeah, I think at the beginning it is very much you're very excited. It's a new it's a new shiny object. And I think most entrepreneurs suffer with this syndrome, where like shiny object syndrome, where... You love the setup of things, but you don't really like running things day to day. So um, it's really the setup and the success, you know, kicking it off to, to what is success to, to you um, 
is really the the shiny object what you're chasing all the time and it's certainly the same for me my enthusiasm things dips unless I'm speaking with other people so so in the landscape circle when I'm speaking to other business owners and they actually are getting excited by what I'm telling them and we've made a massive difference to their business that is what I love like that is the reason I'm doing it but all the other things generating content every five minutes you know doing lives and just having to be present and turn up all the time you know on on sort of different social media channels through email marketing through chasing up potential partnerships and stuff like that it's exhausting and I, I feel like when you are an entrepreneur you don't when you initially think of being an entrepreneur it seems really easy and really exciting and when you get into it it's like having a job that you just are in 24 7 24 hours a day seven days a week you never switch off you're always thinking about it and I always liken my landscaping company as my first baby it's like nearly 11 years old and and you know thinking about when we've discussed sort of would we sell it would we pass it on I can't bear to think about selling it because it's like me it's like a part of me I've nurtured this thing and it's a company it doesn't it's it's an eight it's, it's this company that we've set up but it's like my child so it's like you <laughs> It's just a really weird feeling. Like it's it's just really weird when you're an entrepreneur. Just your whole life becomes that business, and I, I don't think it's a, necessarily a bad thing. I love the businesses I run, and I wouldn't, I couldn't ever go back to being uh, an employee. I couldn't ever go back to having to work to set hours. At least, I mean, the the benefits of being an entrepreneur is you get to set your own life. You get to set your own journey you get to make decisions on everything and um, whether they're right or wrong it doesn't matter you're you're taking charge you're making decisions and you can work when you like so even though it's been more overwhelming and stressful in lockdown ultimately I could have just said Do you know what I'm not working it, but that's not me so but but that's the what you can that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur you can work your own hours you can you can set your life as you want it to be. You're not working to anyone else's standards or requirements. So I think being an entrepreneur is very freeing, but the overwhelm is always there because you never quite switch off because it is, it's like, like I said, it's like your child mm. and it's like a third child. So now I've got five children and two dogs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it feels to me like this this journey of entrepreneurship can can be potentially even more overwhelming than where we're kind of escaping out of the pressures of of trying to work in large organizations but once we start to actually examine that overwhelm once we start to actually remember the original what we wanted originally there is as you say that opportunity in a way that there isn't when you're constrained by other people's, you know, your employer's needs, to start to make your day flow with your own energies, you know, so that even if you can't, even if you can't control how much work you've got to do, so sometimes, yes, you might be able to postpone it because the kids need a bit more attention or you just need a break. But in general, I see it more as kind of, um, surfing away from the verge of breakdown and surfing the energies and excitement of our own lives. But for me personally to do that, I have to get out of my head because my head is constantly going, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And, and um, 
because we live in such a really exciting time, an exciting time in that women can work from home, raise their children because of technology, you know, because there's a huge need for information sharing and helping each other online. Um, we are at a, a potential kind of hotspot in history where we can succeed, but it's potentially overwhelming because our minds go, but you haven't done this or this or this. You should be on every media channel. You should be doing this. And I think those shoulds are the problem because it adds to the pressure, particularly if you're a, a woman who's passionate and determined to make the most out of life. So for me, it's about one of the things I've started to do is, is say, okay, my to-do list is not a series of shoulds, because you know me, I'm really against shoulding. My to-do list is a bunch of opportunities. And I found that really interesting, you know, just turning it from shoulds to opportunities, because actually, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is you'd go bankrupt, go back to work, and a few months later, your ideas head would come back on, you'd get your guts again, and you'd be back in entrepreneurship, because I do think it's a natural state of being for some of us. You know, I can't imagine going back into employment like you but if I had to I could because I'm, I was really good at my job and I'm really resourceful mm. but I know I'd end up back here with the next project yeah. getting really excited so yeah I, it's it's just I think there's there's both there isn't there there's the opportunity for extreme overwhelm particularly as we're living in a very very insecure situation we don't have the financial security of, of a you know money going to the bank at the end of each month and there's lots of potential things that could go wrong and because our minds are so biased towards you know looking at everything that's wrong we can forget that actually it's a joy to wake up in the morning get to work from home hang out with our kids and our dogs you know be able to go outside and just look at the sky for a little bit or or exercise and eat in, in more nourishing ways, as long as we get out of our heads, as long as we remember the good about it, that these are actually opportunities and not shoulds. So yeah, it's, it's a kind of tricky one to surf if you get stuck in your head, isn't it? Yeah, and this is why everything we've been doing as part of your membership and stuff like that has really helped because yeah, it's all about coming out of your head, noticing things, not judging, and you know moving forward with your day and that's the strategies that you've given us in in the group has, has really helped for me reduce the 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 anxiety and the overwhelm that can tend to start as soon as, as soon as you wake up really um yeah yeah so you you well you made me laugh because this this week this month we're really focusing on controlling attention and I gave you four practices and you picked yes. the most difficult one to start with which just made me laugh um do you want to tell us a bit about that experience so what really connected me Heidi went through four strategies that we could use um and as you suggested, we should start probably not with number four, but for me, just because I know how my day works and because, you know, my day starts with being woken up by the children. Mm. Um, so you're already, your attention's already lost and your focus is gone and, and you're not really in that frame of mind. So, I, so my reasoning to start with number four, which was essentially for me, how I saw it was being able to wake up and get out of my head. So in those moments where I become awake, 
start moving the focus out of my head and into my body and notice anything that's going on in my brain. So if it's bringing up anything negative, positive, etc., just noticing it and then moving on. Uh, and, and like you said, it was, it was all about for me and it's, it was all about starting my day in the right frame of mind. So um, most of us can wake up and, and immediately it'll be like, oh, I've got to do this. I can't believe that oh, the kids are annoying me. They're just squabbling. And yeah. you start feeling very negative and very um, already. You haven't even started your day. That's like your first few minutes of, of waking up. So for me, doing the practice, now I can't remember what the actual name for the practice was. It meant that I could just say, what are you doing today, Bray? What are you telling, trying to tell me today? And like I said to you, the first day I did it, it didn't have anything negative to bring up. So I was like, brilliant. So this is awesome. This is a nice day to start, isn't it? Because nothing bad, nothing bad is seeming or ne- nothing negative is seeming to be popping up as, as, yeah. I, as I was noticing. And, um, and like you say, be a bit pre- more playful. So I'd just be saying, oh, brain, what are you going to tell me today? And then <laughs> notice and then move on. And I've been doing that for a couple of days. and. To be fair, there's hardly any negatives that crop up initially. Maybe my brain's already like, whoa, whoa, no, she's, she's going to start noticing this morning. <laughs> so actually, back away, negative thoughts. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so maybe my brain's already conditioned itself to say, what's the point? She ain't going to listen. <laughs> yeah, seen you coming. So that was, that was why I started that. Because I, I honestly thought I could sit there in, in bed and just move my attention out of out of the brain into the body quite easily because you're relaxed semi-relaxed with with a child laying next to you (laughs) awake or or not and then and then yeah just start noticing what the brain is trying to trying to bring up really Mm. um and really set yourself up in a in a more positive way and it has helped um particularly when it, it helps me just basically not get so I hate being a shouty mum but I tend to be a shouty mum at least once a day if not more so I'm trying my best to reduce the shouty mum and be the calm zen like mum <laughs> doesn't always work but I found that doing that in the morning it's kind of just like all right okay fair enough um it, it, everything just seems to go over my head and then the second practice I really liked to try and keep me present is when you start looking at an action that you're doing yeah so so that was another thing that I've started practicing is when when we're noticing every movement we make so even the art of um, making a cup of coffee like whole feeling taking the attention out of the mind feeling the kettle and that helps you then if, if I'm feeling pretty stressed with the kids or anything like this then I can put my attention into what I'm doing and take my mind out of its mind Get out of my head. Yeah, getting out of the overwhelm and the, yeah, yeah, cool. And the escalation of of emotions that then basically do occur if you carry on staying in your mind and get more and more overwhelmed, more and more. Yeah. Your emotions just rise and rise and rise, and then yeah, then the shouty, the shouty mum. Then the shouty mum comes out. Yeah, not surprisingly, because <laughs> it's hard parenting. <laughs> Well, this is this is great. Thank you for talking about that because we we you know it's only the beginning of of the month, so you're only just getting the hang of that. So it'd be really really interesting to know how it goes for you over the month and then the, the coming months and 
and years of just getting out of your head and just becoming more and more aligned and being able to use the information from your body and your mind i always think that that when we get stuck in our head which is what happens isn't it when we get really really overwhelmed and and i'm not talking about a temporary overwhelm i'm talking about that horrid state of where you're stuck in a state of overwhelm and you become it's, it becomes more and more frustrating because you can't think clearly but but i always think it's a bit like you're running on only one cylinder because we've also got a body and our body's there going hey i'm tired hey i'm thirsty hey i need a break hey i need to move hey i need connection i need to look at something beautiful get move away from the screen and we're going <laughs> you know and our minds are going no i just get this done disaster yeah. will happen if i don't just get this done get this done just get this done and that panicky stuff in our minds drives us to spend more time in our head less time in our body and we it's like we're pushing against ourselves because we're pushing through overwhelm which has got to be one of the most pain i always think it's a bit like pushing my squishy brain into a concrete wall i've got one client who can actually describe the overwhelm as a physical sensation a burning sensation in the front of her skull you know she's she gets a real physical reaction to it which is quite good because it's a warning sign and i think instead of seeing all of these signals from our body as inconvenient as in the way of getting our stuff done because we believe that if we just get to the end of that to-do list everything will be fluffy which we know <laughs> is not true yeah we we always have this emergency don't we this emergency state and and then we push against our body and when we just get more and more of a mess we have injuries when we train we just then we don't sleep because we can't switch off and then we're grumpier and grumpier can you just tell us a bit more about what drives you what your ultimate biggest driver is what where do you see yourself in like i don't know 10 years time what what are you most passionate about what difference what's your legacy so what i really want to do is to save as many animals in as many ways as i can on the planet that's my ultimate goal in life um one that i'm not sure my husband is excited on coming on the journey with me, but he's gonna be dragged around um, but no i i just see my I, I know where i know where i'm gonna live i know what type of house i'm gonna live in i know the kind of lifestyle i want for myself and and what kind of life i want for my family and it's it's outdoors led by a beach just you know comfortable being able to to just enjoy being outside more and yeah just i'd love to just be training all day long and rescuing animals the rest rest of the time so yeah just half and half training training in the gym all the time and then rescuing animals the rest of the hours of the day and that what that's what i really 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 want to do i want to make a difference to as many animals as I can. Um, obviously dogs are my favourite animal, but I also have a massive passion for killer whales and I'd love to shut every zoo in the world and every aquarium in the world. So I've got to try and get to that that level of winning and, and you know. We've still certainly got the drive and the passion and I love the way that on the way to that huge, huge worldwide goal, you are going to help so many landscapers yeah it seems a weird journey on the way like i want to help animals and it, my ultimate goal is to help as many animals and 
have my own dog sanctuary. It'll probably turn into a multi-animal sanctuary by the time it, it becomes, you know, real. But yeah, on the way there, I just really enjoy coaching and mentoring and helping other landscapers who who want to succeed and you know I'm pretty good at my job so that's always a, a bonus isn't it yeah you know you certainly are you certainly helped me with with this <laughs> stuff um can you tell us a bit more about the landscaping the landscapers circle yeah so I mean the landscape circle in a nutshell is a membership site and it's set up for landscapers garden designers suppliers to the industry and we help them with their marketing their business so they can join us and they will get access to a lot of training and it, and some of it's just how to run instagram better um how to do a better instagram bio for instance um other topics are on google ads how to get the most out of a google ad but it's all very specific to landscapers a lot of it is what i've done over the last 10 years in my company and people have asked, how to do that? How did your marketing look so good? How come you're doing really well on X, Y, and Z? Why does your website look great? Um, so all these topics sort of uh, take into account basically a train, training videos um, to teach them how to do things themselves. And we also offer um, templates so they can download templates. So for instance, subcontractor form, if they're taking on subcontractors to make sure they're complying with health and safety. So, So we kind of try to not only touch on marketing and business topics such as cash flow and numbers and knowing your numbers and setting goals, but also health and safety, employment law, um, and everything else that comes to run the business. But again, totally specific for landscapers. What we, we're going a bit crazy on at the moment is doing a lot of done for you. So we offer a lot of um, services that we can do for them. So if they haven't got time to do it themselves, or they want some extra help, they can book in for one-to-one -one calls, or we can take on their social media for them and run their social media or run their email marketing. Um, and we've just, yeah, this this month, the Association of Professional Landscapers have just um, had basically want us to take on their social media. So we'll be running wow. them. And a, and a manufacturer's, yeah, and a, a manufacturer's approached me this week to see if we could run their social media and email campaigns. and lots of other things for them so it's an even bigger package so we're, we're helping a lot and, and a lot of our members have booked in for extra one-to-one -one time with us so just to coach them through mm. and to um, mentor them through any challenges they're experiencing so we, it's really funny because it, it the landscape circle is run by myself and Charlotte my business partner and Charlotte is really um, focused on online marketing and I'm more I've been in the business I kind of know um, how the landscaping you know, business works. So when it comes to growth, strategy, staff, goal setting, that they come to me. And then when yeah. they want Instagram, um, online marketing, they go to Charlotte. So it's quite good because we just focus on our niches and we can help people you know, with actionable tasks. Yeah. Um, and what I really love is we, we've started group coaching. So we get to to speak to our members who turn up to the, the monthly coaching groups. And then we've also just set up a monthly goal setting session. So oh, they come every month. Yeah. Brilliant. So they get that. And um, yeah, so it's really trying to 
not just be a membership site where they come in, they do their training, that's it. We're trying to help make them accountable and help push them forward because ultimately if they succeed, we succeed. Yeah. So, And it's one more landscaper that isn't going out of business. It's one more landscaper that's rising above the cowboys. And yeah, that's what I'm, I'm about. I'd love to change the face of landscaping and, yeah, become, yes, yeah, it's, it's a very manly world. But there's a lot, a lot of women who are now coming on board with their partners' companies to do what I do. So it's really good when I get to speak to them as well because it, it's like talking to me 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's like, really cool. Wow. You, you, you're, honestly, you are so amazing. You, you do so much and you have, you have so many strengths and so many skills and so much knowledge that you're sharing with people who you can help it's it's amazing and you're you are still smiling through this crazy <laughs> time <laughs> um, <laughs> just <laughs> no you're always laughing i like it so thank, thank you, you so much where can people find out more about you uh they can go to the landscapercircle.co.uk um i'm always on there so they can come and see what we do check out what we do yeah yeah brilliant thank you so much cool thank you for having me